0: Hello everybody, welcome to our newest episode of the Broadway Buddies podcast. Today we are interviewing the iconic Brittany K. Taylor. Listen as we chat about all things encore, writing original theatrical works, voiceover acting, stage veils, and more. Enjoy! Hey everyone, it's me Luke. And it's me Kalen,
1: and welcome back to the Broadway Buddies podcast,
0: where we talk about all things Broadway and interview your favorite Broadway stars. Let's give it Hi, everybody. My name is Luke.
1: And my name is Kaylin. And today we are joined with special guest Brittany K. Taylor from Encore on Disney Plus. Hi, Hi, Brittany. So
0: excited to be here. <laughs> We're so excited to have you here. So we just wanted to ask you tons of questions about your experiences. We know that you're a mom, also, and And, is she not? I have never. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) look, you need to get your facts straight.
2: I'm sorry, I I have never. That's really awkward. um, But that's it. Seems fun, but I know. To be fair. (laughs) I wish, um, Are you filming this too? Because your face right now is weird. <laughs> to be fair, I am a very proud aunt who is very obsessed with my nephew and have been on nephew care duty frequently as of late. And so that I is where you're why that. <laughs> Listen.
0: Oh my God. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> on, on, I bet you that was a crazy experience them like contacting you, wanting you to come back and performing that show after a yes. long time.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So I'll start, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, I, I would say I'm an intuitive person. I'm not like, you know, Sabrina the teenage witch, but I, there's <laughs> been a t- couple times in my life where I feel like I've had like, I don't know what you want to call it, premonitions, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was sitting in my, like living room just scrolling on my phone and I come across Kristen Bell's Instagram and there's like this, like reality television, um, musical theater. And I, in that moment, I didn't even read the whole post. I was like, I am going to be on this show. I mean, I think I literally like ran, grabbed my computer, like, submitted to be on the show and then called my mom and I'm like walking around the living room like shaking. I'm just like, mom, mom, there's a I'm just gonna be there's like this show like this like Crucible and there's like Instagram and then I was I'm gonna be on this show. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like I just <laughs> I just know that I'm going to be on this show like full body shakes and I hang up and I'm like oh, what if I submitted too quickly? Like I, I wonder if I can go back in there. Like because I just literally just was like threw in my submission. Um, and I was so confident to the point that when um, the casting director, like one of the casting people, like reached out and called me, I literally was like, "Oh, I've been waiting for your call," you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it just it just went from there. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience. That's, That's amazing. amazing.
1: I know. I watched the full show, like. Five times through, maybe, during quarantine. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. I love it. By episode? Oh, your series. series. Well, the whole series was, like, two or three times. But your episode definitely was, like,
0: six or seven. I I started watching it because Kayla told me to start watching it. And she was, like, she's, like, I mean, like, you know, like, they're not good. She's, like, but the Beauty and the Beast one, like, that one's probably, like, the best. Like, they're, like, probably the best. The best ones. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. i like, you know, like, I watched them. I was so mad. Like, I wanted to watch the full two-hour production of the show. I
2: know. I know. And, like, I, I have to be really, really careful because truly, and I don't want to be, like, hyperbolic, and I can say this because I'm not a mom and I haven't had children, but Even <laughs> that, I know experience, you <laughs> <laughs> that experience was, like, one of the best experiences of my life, hands down. It was so magical. Um, the week itself, like, recording it that week and yeah. then, you know, you sit down to watch the show and, oh man, I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous to watch the show because here's what's funny. I was like episode number two, right? And what they they did is like they had all these like reporters and like PR people like screen the shows before I even saw it. And then people were like posting about it and I was reading reviews and it was all this like, they were negative, surprisingly negative. It was just like, um, uh, uh, supposed to be lighthearted show, but kind of dark and desperate to be actor. Brittany Taylor, like, you know, is like jealous and and desolate and hopeless and stuff like that. So I read all these reviews about me and I was like, what kind of editing did they do on me? That I, you know, I was terrified to watch the show. But then I yeah. watched the show and it's lovely and it's so great. And um, But I have to be so careful because that week itself of recording was such a wonderful experience of like reconnecting and all of these, these magical things. And this one hour show is just a blip on the scale of the actual experience. I really think they could have, I mean, one of the things I hear all the time is like, it should be at least three episodes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's so much that happened that you just didn't get to see.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, how are they going to fit all this, this whole show in a week? I was like, I was like, Mariah, they did the full production, like, I mean, yes, they did it in, like, what, 2008? So they they know the show, but, like, they haven't done it in that long. How are they going to do the show? Like, you can't even do a show in, like, a whole week.
2: Oh, no. You would be, as a, th- like, any theater person, if they knew how much, how little we rehearsed, they would be Horrified, yeah. Because like you couldn't walk into a room without them setting up cameras first. So we, everyone, would be like, "I really need to learn how to dance," you know what I mean? And yeah, you'd be it's like the, into a room.
0: So much you have to do. Yeah,
2: yeah. I so never thought about interviews.
0: that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you are worrying about actually rehearsing the show, and then they're worried about like doing 100%. the same. Like, well, I need to learn how to do that again.
2: One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Like they called us out for interviews. Like that was most of what we did and it's funny because I'm a I mean I'm a fan of the show too I'm a total groupie so I actually went yeah. and saw the performance of Fiddler on the Roof in the audience and Godspell I was in the audience for both of those and oh so God. it's funny to talk to the people after the show and like hear about theirs mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. whole staff of Fiddler was just furious that they were like oh we did was interview and I'm like I mean yeah it's a reality show like they yeah have yeah
0: it's also crazy because like that show too like Fiddle on the Roof I mean Kayla and I have Talked about it and how like the touring production is like so long. Like that show is like so long, and like yeah. you need to rehearse it. It's just like I never thought yeah. about it that way. I, I mean, mean, I was they really got confused.
2: It. They cut it down. They got it down. <laughs> <They> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's impossible. I mean, there's no way. there's show. no way. No yeah. way.
0: Yeah, there's no way you could have done a three-hour show in one week. No, yeah,
2: absolutely awesome. not. It was like I'll tell you what. Being in the fiddler audience, when they did the bottle dance. I have never been in more of an explosive audience than just, they just were like standing ovation for the bottle dance. It was, it was amazing. Cause the energy is so fantastic. Cause everyone in the yeah. audience, they know what's happening. They're not sitting there being like, Hey, impress me. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, you're like yeah. rich people coming yeah. back and doing something. Yeah. And the energy in the audience is like superb.
0: Yeah. I thought it was cool too that how they brought like um other actors too into the show cuz I mean like they can't bring back the whole cast like no. that's impossible. So yeah. like I thought that that was really cool too. Mm-hmm. Also, you're a voice actor as well. Yes. So kind tell of. us more about that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Um so I actually I started my own company. It's called Saturday Morning TV and essentially like I'm I'm the owner of it. And I take global animation and I rewrite it and I dub it in English. So I find shows from all over the world and yeah, I, I flip it into English. And I've done a couple of voiceover roles myself just because I'm cheap, you know? Um, <laughs> and I don't have to pay someone. But of course, I don't want to do all of it. I like casting and I like directing more than I, for this, more than I like voice acting. I think a lot of people, yeah. everyone thinks they can voice act because they have a voice, but like voice acting is like, very difficult it's it's very much a skill and anyone can kind of do an impression but to keep a voice consistent is is it's not easy um so okay. yeah so i direct it and so when you saw me on encore uh the person who actually sang that song was ashley argota who was um in uh, true jackson vp on nickelodeon <laughs> uh, oh my god yeah that's a
0: real throwback
2: Mm-hmm. With like Kiki Palmer and stuff, and she was great to work with. Oh my gosh, yeah. she's, she's that's fantastic. cool. Mm-hmm.
1: What was it like also working with Susan Egan on
2: Encore? Yes, like, that's nuts. So, uh, I mean, speaking about like if you really, yeah, w- wishing to see the entire show is understandable. What you really should wish to see is the entire like masterclass when she came in and then she like sang home for us and then worked with. Like I think that scene when she's working with Art Bell is one of the best moments in the entire series. It's so incredible. Like I was openly weeping. Like you know, it was so yeah. it was so magic. And Susan, again, I mean, I'm I'm sitting there and it's like a full out of body experience because her talent is so just brilliant. Like you can see, like her energy is like both like just like a. Flash flood light, you know, and you can see like how you could get like a front row performance in the back of the house of a theater because her energy is just incredible and the emotional charge in the air is so beautiful. So I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of really talented people before, but that was so uniquely powerful and brilliant and she voiced a role for me after the show. I don't know if you guys saw that. She came back and she did some voiceover
0: for me, which is pretty, which is pretty amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean like she is like a real life princess. Like like yes. Leo Salonga, like yes. Even though Leo Salonga was in the movies. Like yes. that's just insane. I remember watching watching that episode and you were like so like yeah, excited,
1: I know Luke said before he was like, well, especially about you. Like whenever he started watching it, he was like, when she said that theater was like made for her, he goes, I dropped to the floor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did. That's oh that's, that's an
0: iconic line. Theater. It literally yeah. <laughs> game.
1: I it's did exactly too. But... High school.
0: <laughs> that's good. Um Kaylin, you had a question earlier.
1: Oh oh my gosh. If you could have picked for your senior show, what show it would have been and what role you would want what would it have been
2: I mean I think maybe princess in the P at the time you know because she has that song where it's like I'm shy I'm incredibly shy. <laughs> that song I think that musical was kind of popular at the time yeah. um uh-huh. so, I don't know it's so funny because like in high school I wanted to be Belle but like totally played that up in you know as an adult but it's like Please, like, I I would make a real goofy Belle. I would not, like, Belle is not my role, you know. (laughs) Um, What's interesting, though, is that when they were, you know, they were, we were applying to be on the show, they almost had us do Cinderella initially. Uh, because that's the video where I busted my head open. You can
0: oh, my God. oh my gosh,
2: that's
0: great. So you're on all of those bottom sales <laughs> completions of that video. And when they showed it in the episode, I almost, I was like, that's the girl. I was like, whoa, she's like, hey.
2: Yeah, I think that's that crazy. video was my shoe-in. And what's really funny is because you know, there's layers of like what people see and the producers see. So, I mean, I submitted that video for my audition, you know, quote unquote, my submission. And I think that's what really got me through because, you know, you need visuals to pull from, but Mm -hmm. because like Disney has their own version of Cinderella and Rogers and Hammerstein is a different version. They weren't able to do Cinderella. And so they had Um. to kind of switch it. And I was actually kind of, I mean, I don't know. I think I was disappointed a little bit because I loved doing Cinderella so much. I think, I mean, talk about like, I think most theater people have that moment where they're on stage and it really clicks for them. And they're just like, oh, this is something that makes me special and unique in the world. And this is me fully in my element. And that would have to be when I was like in Cinderella, you know, I think it was soft, junior, sophomore year. I don't know, I remember. But um, that's when it was just like, wow like I'm fully living and I just had the like audience in like the palm of my hand doing like Mm -hmm. comedic work and physical work and um and so that was really easy to play into the show and into the process of being like I'm stuck in a pot suit and I can't move around because I really (laughs) love the comedy and the physical work and then you put me in Hot suit, you know. Um, so I did play that up for drama for sure. But then it's also, it's, you know, it's a part of how I felt, you know, because. Yeah. Uh, I oh, look. I have definitely Bella. experienced that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, definitely. The sisters are way more of a comedic and character role than Mrs. Oh, Potts, like by far. Yeah.
1: yeah. Me and Luke want to play them. One day, oh,
0: like yeah. us. John, we. I think for you. I think we yes. really are. We've yes. talked about that before. Be I, I love Cinderella, Roger Hammerstein. A question that I was going to ask you was like, when you were little, like, did you always want to, like, do theater? And were you, like, always big and... Yeah,
2: I've always been big. That's for sure. Um, you know, I don't know. It's so funny. I think about that all the time and I'm in a place right now where I'm really thinking about the true directory of my existence and what I want out of life. And I just turned 30 and you still, you I, you know, it's like, what is everything? Um, but no, I think I think it's so funny because I, I mentioned having that moment where being like, wow, like this is really special and I feel really connected here. And there's there's a lot of magic here, like that magic of mm-hmm. just feeling like I am controlling an audience. I could move my pinky and they could laugh and I I feel so powerful and, you know, I'm the gift of theater and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yes. you know, synonymously, like at the same time, I kind of was like, well, I just have a big personality. So, of course, like I think I downplayed myself at the same time quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I think I looked forward to doing, um, you know, theater and stuff like that. But I didn't, I, there's, a, except for like a couple of exceptions, like growing up and doing some like, there wasn't a lot of community theater. It just like, was it really available? And I think I took some right. like, like classes, but it was it It really I think I was a tree one time in a in a community theater thing, and it just that didn't really like do it for me because I was the worst tree by the way, because it was Narnia, it was a um, you know, lion witch in the wardrobe Narnia, and I was a tree and I had
0: this like oh no, stick hands,
2: and the snow would come down for Narnia, they would have this fake snow, and me and my little stick hands would just be like on stage playing with the s- snow, and the director hated me, they were just like stop playing with the snow. <laughs> You're so <laughs> distracting. So I did some stuff, but I think, I don't know. I think I've always had, um, I think I've always kind of fought my love for theater. And I think that's something I'm maybe even realizing even more now. Yeah. It's really interesting because I know too, cause I went to school for theater as well. So I have a BFA in musical theater and an MFA in playwriting. And so, um, and even then I think I struggled with it cause I love performing, but I knew the whole time I was like, I, I know my strengths. I have some, I have a couple, you know, auditioning yeah. is not one of them. Like you're not going to, I'm not going to bring my best self to the table auditioning. And also, you know, all throughout college, you know, they do like six shows a season and I was just auditioning for shows that were not even my type. And um, so I wasn't cast a lot because, and and rightfully so they would go to my friends and I'd be like, that makes total sense because like, I, I'm not the right person for that role. I mean, one of our musicals was the King and I, and I was like concubine number 47. Like there were not a lot of roles that I felt good for. And I don't know if that's maybe colored my, um, perception or my confidence as far as like pursuing it in the real world. But I just feel like, um, I I started writing theater and I started being successful there. And so I had like plays at like the Kennedy Center and, you know, festivals in New York and Seattle and started doing well in writing. And then I was like, this, this feels a whole lot better to me because I feel so much more in control. I'm not like, yeah. please cast me as an ingenue, which I am not, you know? Yeah, And mm-hmm. there's, you know, and then they're really there could be a whole lot better roles for women in theater. There just can, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. And, definitely. And it's weird for me to be like a young person who's like a character type and people be like, Well, you'll be great when you're 40. And it's like really like that's <laughs> Yeah, get, I get that. Um, yeah, I
1: so I feel like and they need I feel like right now there's only one specific type that's written. And if you don't fit that specific look, that specific like style of acting, then like you don't go far. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. the really sad fact
2: of it. Yes. Yes. And and for me too, it's just like I didn't want to be in the position where I'm auditioning, 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 and like, please love me. Please see more to me than what I can bring in like a 16 bar audition. Like, you know, I, and so that's why I'm kind of in the route where it's like, I've created my own company and I want to be in control. But I mean, it's also interesting too, because like when Encore happened, when Encore happened, it was like, Hey, like, remember that you love musical theater. Remember that you love that. And that's Mm -hmm. like what you want to do with your life. And I think that's what I'm kind of currently wrestling with as well, because I've had so many people reach out to me from the show and just be like, hey, like you're really special and that you're really special at this. And yeah. it makes me like want to openly weep, you know, because it's yeah. like, yeah. Am, I, am I am I am I am I where I should I be pursuing this harder? You know what I mean? And I think every theater yeah. person struggles with that.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely. Like, probably going back to the show, you probably like had all those emotions coming back to you. Like, oh crap! Like, I, I remember love this. It. Yeah, and also like going back to high school, seeing like the people that you haven't seen.
2: Oh yeah. You know, probably mm-hmm. it was rough
0: too. It was amazing.
2: I mean, it was, it's the closest thing I will ever experience to time travel because you really, when you're around your high school friends and you, you, you literally get in that mind frame because you're in all these memories and you fall back into place and those routines and that, you know, power dynamics and stuff. And, but also at the same time, it was just really, 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 really magical to be in the position Where you're rekindling your love for the arts, um, you know, based on the time that it was like pure and new, but you're engaging with it at a professional level. Like that was, it was magic. It was pure magic. I did, okay, one of the shows that I did, it was called, and I wrote this is how it happened. My friend just went through a breakup and her ex was going to be in the Hollywood Fringe Festival. And she's like, we have to be in the Hollywood Fringe Festival because i to get back at him. And I was like, that's Whoa. everything. We had like two weeks to like apply. So I wrote an entire, like one person, like musical comedy. We like choreographed it, put it all together. And it turned out really great. And we had someone come and record it. And here's what was so great. People came, and then they came back and they brought their friends, which never happens. Like, no one ever leaves their house for anything. And <laughs> <no>. <laughs> But um, it went really well, and um, we did record it, and I'll, I'll send it to you, but we recorded like at 3 o'clock on the afternoon Tuesday. That's the only time we could get someone to come in, and it was like the one time that there was like three people in the audience. So it's like, there's like a couple people laughing, but all the other shows were like booked out. So the one recording I have is like <laughs> two people think it's funny, but really it was just kind of a light. It was a light day, but I'll send that to you. But um, it was basically, it was called Molly goes to middle school. And I, as a full grown adult and played a middle schooler, who's nervous about her first day at a new school. And so she asked for God to send her an angel to help her. And he sends her Beyonce. I, I love, love that. We're, we're watching everything. it later. Like we're getting that's on everything. Zoom later, and we're watching worse. it. <laughs> yeah. So every time, like, I would like face a problem at school, I would, you know, like I would sing a Beyonce song to help me through it. But it was, like, a parody version. That's
0: so, so. That's everything. Yeah. So it's like, I, like, kidding me.
2: Yeah, I think that's
1: how I'm gonna get through high school now. I think <laughs> that
0: that's like. I think now is the best time, especially That <laughs> so. I think on Broadway. I mean. Let's be and, real. Well, you I can track it, great.
2: and I'll send it to you, and we'll get more people in the audience for
0: it next time. So that? <laughs> We're going to get it booked out. I know, especially right now is the best time, I think, to, like, send stuff out like that. Because, like, I mean, no one really knows what's going on with the world, yeah. and everyone's going to just dysfunctional. And, the
2: world is in shambles. Yes, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of things that are, you know, possible, you know. Um, yeah. Because, if, you know, if – when nine eleven happened, and this is different than nine eleven, a lot of people left New York. A lot of lot of people left New York, and those who could stay around and hunker down and survive, or come in in the wave after it, you know, were able to be successful because you know there was like fresh talent and you know just it changed things up but it's very difficult at the same time to survive this time but one thing I hope too is that you know being someone because I was in LA for three years I'm currently back in Texas um Mm -hmm. I really do hope that the arts aren't limited as much to LA and New York I really feel like Mm -hmm. wish there could be some you know I think this might potentially help regional theater in the future where you can have just like outstanding theater you don't have to go to New York for it. You can have, like, incredible, you know, talent locally.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I, I mm-hmm. do feel that. I mean, like, everyone right now, I think, is, like, so sad about everything. But I think that, honestly, like, this time is so good. And I think, like, the next few years are just going to be amazing for everyone. Because I feel like no one's really mm-hmm. had this kind of, like, shut like, tunker down, like, in their home and, like, thought of, like, stuff. And, like, I feel like once we all do go back to normal again, it's going to be – great and everyone's not going to take anything for granted and I yeah. it's just going to be way better than it was.
1: I mean, this yeah. pandemic has had some positives come out of it. Oh, sure. Um. I mean... Yeah, for yeah. oh,
2: sure. I don't want to downplay, you know the great tragedy, you know, both, like, lives lost and the economy, and, I mean, gosh, there's been a lot, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a part of life, like, sometimes just even for the human body getting sick, it makes you slow down, it makes you reassess things, and I know for personally, I've, like, reassessed quite a bit during this time, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm Yeah, yeah, well, we got some questions for you love on it. our Instagram. So, our first question is um, if you could be in any show right now, what would it be?
2: Oh, a and question and what what that wrote, I wrote, period. <laughs> I <love> yes.
0: <laughs> Next question okay. is Is tell us your call. Yeah. Your experience Hall.
2: with Kodra Call.
1: Kodra
2: Call. <laughs> yes, um, he's lovely. He's really, really lovely. It's funny because, you know, your sister reached out to me after the show. You and her both reached out to me. We talked about that before we started recording. And I fangirled over her so hard because of like her star kids and mean girls and her connection to Tia is So awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, fortunately, I've had a lot of people like slide into my DMs and be very encouraging and very kind. And that is deeply humbling. And um, one of those people is Todrick Hall. And so he was in the area recently and we just, we're, we're like besties. We hit it up.
1: He's lovely.
2: Yes, I know. And so I've met so many talented people and you never know who they are going to be as like in the, in the flesh. You know what I mean? You can have perceptions yeah. about who people are, but until you actually <laughs> like meet them, you really don't know. And um, exactly. he's yeah. so nice. And so kind, and so funny, and witty, and we just get along really great. And he's been—he's been so nice. And he, the way he will fangirl over me, makes me feel like I am in the twilight zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean I, hes like I'm so starstruck right now talking to you. Oh my god!
0: And I, and I mean, there's
2: no social conditioning that has prepared me for someone who is like, really, he's brilliant. He's a genius. Yeah dude, fangirl over moi? (laughs) I have no idea how to react to that. I just like, yeah, yes, yes, sir. You're like, (laughs) you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I just kind of disregard it. I can't, because I can't process it. You know, I'm like, whatever. Okay, cool.
0: I feel like you are definitely one of those souls that would be in his YouTube videos. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, like like Beauty and the Beat. Like that one. that would be so funny
2: i know, I know. and so yeah. like everything that i've written to like like my one person show about beyonce and one of my other musicals is like is like basically a disney parody about a girl who's born like part buffalo from the waist down who wants to like dreams of being a can-can dancer but can't because her legs are buffalo legs and, oh like, my god
1: <laughs> that's all, got like,
0: everything
2: disney i love and, that yeah and it's all weird girls in it you know what i mean because uh, yeah weird girls roles in theater that get to be like the lead yeah so um, yeah. another
1: question that we got was, what's your favorite genre to write? Like, do you yeah. like
2: children's theater? Do you like more towards teenagers or no, adults? It's funny. I, I write two different ways because I haven't been MFA in playwriting. So like I, mm-hmm. you know, I have experience writing different things. So two different ways. One, I will write like really dark stuff if I'm like processing like world events or something and I'm bothered by something like I'll sit in a room and write for like 12 hours straight and be like super hyper focused and write a play from beginning to end to like process that and those things are usually like pretty dark and so people are very surprised when it's like oh wow this is Tragedy, But all of that is still, like, I think still Mm -hmm. very funny. The characters are still very funny and maybe, like, darker situations. Um, And then when I write comedy, that feels like a little bit more, like, play and escapism. And that actually takes me twice as long because comedy is kind of difficult to construct. So I will, like, write a scene and then go away for a week. And, like, I have to sit around and think about it and let it come to me and then go back to yeah. it. Um, so, if it's, so I do like, I would say like serial comedy. I love things with heart. You know, I want you to cry even if it's funny. Like I, <laughs> I don't want you to leave without crying for some reason. You have to cry before. Because you're happy or whatever. It has to have heart. And I want you to cry. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to cry. because um, So yeah, I, I, guess, like I guess stuff with heart. Stuff with heart mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, stuff with heart and stuff with hope yeah I love that also on the show you said that
1: you are very clumsy I am too I relate <laughs> um but what's like the funniest thing that has ever happened to you like as far as the like, clumsy wise it would have as to be, far like, as
2: clumsiness yeah probably busting my head open and Cinderella. on stage but yeah. how did that ba- feel
0: um
2: well here I'll tell you the background for it so I actually <laughs> it all came down and there's differing um retellings of this story but I was on... It was the very last show. It was a matinee on a Sunday. And I was late to the show. And I hop in my brother's car, which I was bothering with borrowing, which was a pickup truck. And I was like 16 and a new driver. It was raining. And I was taking a back country road. I hydroplaned into the opposite lane. Was there any oncoming traffic? No. Did I freak out like there was one? Yes. And I overcorrected. And I totaled my brother's car on the way to the show like it hit i'm not kidding you it hit a ditch it flew over a backyard like two fences over a backyard into an open lot Mm-hmm. oh the car flew god. yeah oh my and god i'll never forget because like the song that was playing was Taylor Swift's Do You Think Tim McGraw? And I'm like tr- trying to turn off my car, but I'm just turning up the radio and he's like, Do you think Tim McGraw? <laughs> people in the neighborhood and like heard the car crash, you know, and they all come out and there's this like dazed female <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift on blast. And, um, And I was so disoriented. And I remember at the time I was like, oh my gosh, I could say a cuss word. Like this would warrant me saying a cuss word because I didn't cuss. Mm -hmm. And um, didn't cuss. Wow. That's a miracle. And um, (laughs) yeah, so I, paramedics had to come and check me out, make sure I didn't have any internal bleeding. I went to the show and I was like dead set on performing. Dead set. And um, because I loved it, you know, and this was Cinderella, right? So I was like a stepsister. So like high physical comedy, all of that. And so the way that we had like the stepsisters set up is like I was kind of the dumb and ditzy one and like my other sister was like angry and she'd always kind of like push me down and stuff. (laughs) So if you watch the video, like I'm hiking up my skirts and I'm like gonna push her over. Like the audience should know that like this is my moment of revenge and my director and he swears this didn't happen. He swears it didn't happen. I remember it in my mind as clear as day but he's like hey are you okay like he was there at the crash scene too and like was there before my parents were and um the insurance covered it it's fine don't worry about the car <laughs> so he was like hey you know that scene where you like push try to push your sister down why don't you get some flight and he goes with his hands it kind of hits his hand to get some flight so in my brain in that moment chocked full of car wreck adrenaline <laughs> was like I'm gonna get some flight in this moment busted my head open right and I mean I stand up and I could see blood and I was like I was embarrassed at first and um um, went off stage and I remember going like rushing off stage and like just getting on my hands and knees and just watching the pool of blood because it's a head wound right watching the pool of blood hit the ground and immediately, like, reach my hands. Like, I was bleeding profusely, like, Monty Python-style projectile spray <laughs> blood from the head. Like, I still remember them being like, okay, pull off this rag and see if it's okay. And blood literally... <laughs> Projectiles spurting from my skull. And, um, <gasps> oh no. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> and not mine. I was adamant about finishing the show. I was adamant. <sighs> and you're like, we're not. We're just, you're just not going to finish the show. I mean, my costume is covered in blood. There's blood everywhere backstage. I'm bleeding everywhere. Um, but luckily, like, the scene that was after mine was, like, the, you know, it's Cinderella, so people come in and they try on their shoes, like, in the town village. <laughs> you know, and they had a lot of townspeople, like, coming in and trying the shoes on. And apparently they were out there, like, recycle, go try on that shoe again. Like, Brittany's in the back bleeding, you know. And so, like, the townspeople just tried on their shoes for a much longer time than normal. And um, I went out and I put on my costume backwards because it was like a skirt top set. I put on my skirt backwards and I put some feather over the band-aids and stuff and went out and delivered my lines and totally (laughs) non-union on the situation. Um, But I finished the show and I will tell you what, I would not trade that feeling of finishing that show for a Tony, just kidding, I would love a Tony, I take that back. (laughs) um, It was wonderful, it was a wonderful feeling to be like, I totaled my brother's car, I busted my head open on stage, and I still must go on with
0: the show. <laughs> nice. In the video, when you watch it on a completion, it looks like you, like, it didn't hurt. Like, it looks like you just, like, looked up. <laughs> it it didn't, though,
2: because I was full
0: of adrenaline. I was a fucking, yeah.
2: I just remember being like, oh, that's embarrassing. My head bounced. <laughs> and then being like oh i'm bleeding and then being like i cannot i have to get off the stage because i'm i'm bleeding you know <laughs> but it didn't hurt it didn't hurt at yeah. all like at that would <laughs> probably be the best one well one
1: time i fell <laughs> off the bus so and oh, i broke my foot no, <laughs> no my foot <butt. laughs> Oh, that's I a real that. Regina George move, right that. there. <laughs> <laughs> then, like all of the buses behind it, like all stopped as I'm <laughs> laying at the bottom of the driveway, just like crying.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's okay. I love it. I remember one time I w- was like, um, was in a show, and I had allergies so bad like I was on like steroids and I was like, I could not open my eyes. I was like sick with allergies. I had it so bad. And my costume was just full of my snotty tissues. And I would walk out on stage <laughs> and be like, here are the <laughs> <laughs> And like walk off and be like, <laughs> you know, and just be like totally gross. <laughs> Do you want to, I want to hear, I want to hear, hear a little bit about you guys too. Cause you know, and you're hoping um, for me. Yeah. But, because that's important to me. You both seem wonderfully talented. And I can't wait to see you as stepsisters.
0: And <gasps> just gonna, we're just gonna go over time. Look,
2: that's the national tour we could be on together.
0: Cinderella,
2: a stepsisters.
0: Oh my god, that I, is. Uh...
2: I stand that one hundred percent. I do love great, like, gender reversal too. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, wait, are you both in high school? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm a junior, and you're um,
2: awesome. I'm a yeah. sophomore awesome amazing
0: we don't want awesome. to kick you off no uh,
2: I know I feel like I'm feeling very sorry for these listeners because they're like wow these people are having a really good time mm, I think that they'll
1: love it though like, yeah, in will,
0: reality,
1: like, I think they'll be like
0: oh my god they're so funny because uh, we were, we were boring you were the one that was making us laugh the whole time <laughs>
2: <laughs> well here's what's funny is like I looked at like the like the length of the other podcast because like what I'm podcast number three right and it was like yeah 20 minutes and I was like oh (laughs) like (laughs) I gotta I gotta keep it quick (laughs) thank you for listening to me talk these people these two people are so wonderful you need to listen to all the episodes they're so kind to me and you're gonna get the best content because they make me feel so good so you're gonna you're gonna get all that juicy juice from all the lovely people so just get ready for all these other podcasts because they're gonna be so good I can tell subscribe now give them five stars Follow them on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? No. no. <laughs> follow them on Twitter. That will be some other dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is gonna be great. I'm so excited that you're listening already, new listeners, because you're on in for a great ride.